Yay is here, finally Friday. Welcome to the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks. And we are straight on Zoom with our special guest from Harrogate International Festivals. It's Sharon Canabar. And it is a very big good morning to Sharon Canavar. Can I just ask you, first of all, Sharon, because I think you'll I think you'll get this. The the whether or not you're getting a jab or not at the moment, it's it's actually making me feel like I might be almost a young person. <laughs> well, some people have been tweeting about getting their jab, no names mentioned. I didn't know you were over 50. There's a real, there's a real, do you think, do you think by the time it gets to us, the uh, jab selfie will have, will have passed for a new trend or do you think that's going to go on all summer? No, I mean, there's quite a bit of encouragement, isn't there? Particularly given the brewery recently about which, you know, which jab you're going to get. And I think, you know, we're all a bit, just get it, just get us jabbed, get us, get us sorted. But we were just talking before we came on air and, you know, how you could look and see when you were going to get the jab. And I think it's probably been updated um, since I looked, but I looked as the vaccine was just starting to roll out and mine was kind of January 23. It was so far away because I'm so young, obviously. But I, if everything- Of course. Was, of course, like, I was a bit slow there, Nick. Um, <laughs> just saying. But I think it'll be from, um, I thought I'd be next month, but obviously now that we know the supply is lumpy. Lumpy, that, good word. Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, I mean, what would you use? You'd use lumpy to describe, you know, custard, wouldn't you? Not not, not a vaccination programme. What great well, word. Thinking, well, I think it's lovely lady lumps whenever someone says lumps. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, lumpy, either custard or breasts. That's basically <laughs> that's basically what, what we've got here, isn't it? Well, it's um, oh, really, you're not on morning breakfast <laughs> when we put the podcast out. We can't talk about food. There's no, there's no offcom with this podcast. It's all, it's all changed now. You never I was, told me that. I've tried to keep my potty mouth and all the dirty stuff on one side. Oh no, no, do, no. Oh, I thought you, I thought you know that. Yeah, do, do It's exactly the same on the radio station. Do whatever you like. Do, do exactly, do exactly what you want. Um, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure Ofcom ever ever paid that much attention. Well, I don't think. Um, I, yeah, what was I going to say on the on the jab thing? The um, the BBC one. I think. I, I put my details in. If you go on BBC News, it's the first thing you see, basically, right. how to how go on it. I think mine was June. It came up as June. Oh, but I think I'd be before that. that. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking just before we came on, weren't we? And actually, I'd rather everyone, same as you, got their second jab that needed it before they start, mm. you know, jabbing into us. But you just said, you know, you said you're happy to carry on distancing. And I'm looking at the roadmap, which is literally stuck to my wall for work, so I can work out when I can get things done thinking, well, I hope this roadmap sticks, especially, you know, with everything opening and, and, and going forward. But the numbers are staying OK with post schools, aren't they? And then yeah. there's any end of the week and then it's Easter break and the kids are off again. I've got I mean, I'm not an anxious person, but I've got a sort of, you know, that kind of back of your mind feeling or that sort of tummy, you know, bit of your tummy feeling where I'm almost feeling a bit edgy about when when life is fully up to speed again whether whether it's going to be a real sort of adjustment to just get you I, do you know my biggest my biggest thing is I'm worried I'm just going to forget loads of things you know because life is quite straightforward at the moment like yeah. this weekend not doing anything so just see what comes along there's nothing to remember there's nobody to let down there's nothing to fit in and yeah. I, I think I'm just feeling I don't know that there is going to be a and, and we did it last year didn't we we did reacclimatize 
you know, pretty easily. But I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a bit of a um, I think we're, we're all just going to have to get used to booking everything in our diaries, aren't we? If we want to see all the people and do all the things we've missed, we're going to have to be very organized, I think. I think exactly that. I think we reacclimatized last summer because, you know, there was, the weather was coming back. We had a terrible time, but weren't we great? We were bouncing back. You could book your holidays, all of that. And I don't, although there was chat about the second, you know, second wave, people thought, oh, it's all right, we've got through it now. And I don't think people realise the second wave is going to be quite so hard and horrid and, you know, and doing it over winter is just ugh, horrible. Um, so I think this time people are maybe a lot more reticent because they're nervous about, you know, will there be a third wave? What about, you know, has everyone been vaccinated? Yeah, and all the rules coming back in, I think there'll be a lot of nervousness, but also I think there's a lot of social anxiety. There's a lot of people, like you say, that are thinking, Blimey, how did I fit my life in before? You know, myself included. But then there's people who, you know, I've been out quite a bit. I've done, you know, I've been out running. I've done all the shopping. But some people who haven't left the conservatory for 12 months mm. and, you know, re, you know, getting that re-established and social connections. I was chatting to someone about this. You know, I work in the arts and it's full of air kisses. You know, the, some of the literature <laughs> professors are like, darling! And, you know, well, what happens then? Is that whole thing just being, you know, cut off? How do you how will people that remember how to kind of queue fall deep at a bar and shout the odds to get served, all of those things coming back again you know a lot of our people are saying is you know is it better to just keep table service and everyone stays where they're meant to stay i quite like table service to be honest I, I'm, I'm, quite, yeah. I'm quite up for keeping that and 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 that first you know the first few things that are getting booked in you want them to be really good as well. There's a little bit of pressure that, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna meet with friends or family, you want it to be at one of your favorite places. And you know, and if there's a table people. you like sitting at. Yeah, exactly. Well, also, you know, who are you gonna choose? Because if there's what rule of six and you're outside, you've got to choose who you fit in. I know? struggle to get up to six, so I'm the other problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Yeah, but in Harrogate, it's such a small town. If you get a one friendship group, you're bound to bump into everybody else anyway. So it's really easy. But, you know, it was so strict in the summer in terms of... That is true. Year. That is true. Always terrible, terrible bumping into somebody who wasn't invited. Whereas whereas at least for a few months, you'd be able to say, oh, sorry, rule it, rule it six. my favourite. Rule it six. <laughs> but you've got to get somewhere to go. I mean, I try. I have my favourite local um you know been a regular since it opened and i can't get in for love no money you know and so I'm, thinking, hey, I'm going to be really organized and i'm thinking right if i can't get in on that kind of that opening week or for two weeks after where you know how quick how early am we going to have to book for kind of in the summer to make sure and is everyone going to book kind of three or four tables at lots of different places and they'll choose where they want to go when it comes to it or because, you know, booking a table for a bar is totally, for restaurants, people are just used to it, but for bars, it, where people usually, again, in Harrogate, it's a town where you're bouncing around lots of different places, are they going to do that? Yeah, you kind of, you sort of lose the, the spontaneity a bit, but then but then I guess most people will do anything just to just to be out and about again. I can't wait to go and stay in a hotel again. That is going to seem like such a tree, isn't it? Book somewhere, we book somewhere. I can't tell you where it is. It's somewhere in the lakes as soon as we can do it. It's like on a Monday night <laughs> and it's got a hot tub and that is like oh, my, wow. that's what I'm holding on for right now. Oh, don't you think it, it reminds me a bit of, you know, you know, um, when you have a baby and you have that sort of time when you, you can't leave the baby with anybody else. So the first yeah. time you go away, it's like manna from heaven, isn't it? Like you're oh, so yeah. appreciative. I think it's going to be like that. I've got to got to have a conversation about taking grandparents off furlough to start babysitting again. They've got, <laughs> they've got totally out of uh, out of. I, I don't think they think they're ever coming off furlough. 
I haven't even booked the childcare in for this mini break. You know, it's it's one night only. I'm like, oh, the kids can bust it. It'll be fine. So I'll sort that out. But I'm like, I just want to get myself sorted. I can just do with 24 hours without someone going, mum, mum, all of that all the way through. Oh, that. yeah. Just right appreciation of time and just the appreciation of being somewhere else yeah oh how lovely right well uh tell, tell me tell me where off air uh, <laughs> um but anywhere with a hot tub anywhere with a hot tub sounds good um actually you know i overheard somebody yesterday uh, at the school gates uh sorry this is a complete tangent but they were saying oh we've got to get home because we've got the hot tub in the garden is is that a thing now have people got hot tubs in their own gardens last summer when everyone could get on a holiday but everyone went anyway um there were loads of people you couldn't get a hot tub for love and many arabs are trying to find one but not the same at home though is it our backyard which is neighbors like talking to you <laughs> delivery <laughs> man delivery man turning up <laughs> i know someone who shall not be named hey um, who has just got a hot tub delivered um, and is totally excited about it. So she can't wait Fair for enough. the weekend. Blow up hot tubs. Blow up hot tubs were a bit of a thing, weren't they? Um, I know um, Mark Kennedy at YRST was was doing a, a booming trade in those last Really? Summer. I think so, yeah. Ah, I think he probably still is. You know what? The whole, I like the idea of it, but then the whole looking after it, he's got it at home. I'd much rather someone cleaned it and looked after it and then you... Well, you know, yeah, a friend, it. my friend Mark... Um, in bought a house where the previous owner had left a hot tub right. and he he ended up getting rid of it because while it sounds great you just have to there's just a lot of litmus testing chemicals in it yeah. every yeah. every single day and it and it one of those things where people always say this don't they like you know as if this is ever going to be a worry but you know if you have a swimming pool it's actually a lot of maintenance and expense and, and that's that that fun conversation is i've managed to turn that very boring straight away it's the hot tub thing because it's such an enclosed space and it's kind of bubbling away and it's hot and but it's you can't invite people around it's dodgy in it i'll come around in the hot tub with it you just sound like your swingers don't you to be honest like oh uh, do, you know do you know what i mean i said that to me i was like no i think in the hot tub and they're like no sharon you're no, so no, no. what do i know no 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 they've, they've got other they've got other intentions with that so that's your friend then um okay <laughs> i keep holding my keys when i go around i tell you oh dear so um two two television programs this week which you should catch up on so um and, and we're quite a good mix here because because yeah. um there's one that you've seen and I haven't and vice versa. So do you want to tell us, I, I, I don't know why I've, I forgot this was on um, last night, but it must be just over a year. It was, it was February, wasn't it? When Caroline yeah. Flack committed suicide last year. So it was a, a documentary on channel four. Yeah, it was honestly, and it was heartbreaking. You know, when you think it's something I ought to watch, but I know it'll properly break me and it's just so upsetting to watch, but um Actually, it was really well done. Her twin sister, you know, and if you think about twins and the connection they've got, and her mum were heavily involved in it. Um, just talking about, you know, the what ifs and how she was so loved and what she was suffering um, in terms of her own mental well-being that was so hidden for for such a long period of time because she didn't want anyone to to get over it and all the things and tools that she used like just being really busy at work when that got taken away after what had happened there was no kind of safety net because she got so good at hiding it you know when she actually made that decision it was just a you know a horrible thing and it was it was all those people talking about how loved she was if only she'd known how you know how can you get through to somebody if they're hiding it as well as they are and just you know a young girl she was you know no age making a, a a really bad decision in the heat of the moment and and the impact that 
And I guess the big thing is the impact that the front pages um, of the papers and the internet, had, particularly social media uh, in terms of Twitter and stuff, and how addicted she was to that and that affirmation. So when someone said something, you know, I'll just get off my screen, it would be terrible, you know, it would cut her with like a thousand knives versus just being able to laugh it off or say, just don't read it. And, you know, you think, because I, I don't know about you, you've been in the you know, public eye for a long time. People have got an opinion on you. People have got an opinion, have got an opinion on, our, on a lot of our friends. And that's just on a really local basis. And it still really hurts. Imagine that on the scale that it was and how you deal with that, even if you've got the most kind of rambunctious uh, well-being and, you know, and are able to, to control all of that. But ultimately, it was about the safety and the support networks, the damage that other people can do to you and how you've got to think really carefully about how you communicate with one another, be that online with somebody you don't know or, you know, in person. But a really well done, heartrending documentary. And you just think if, you know, because let me say it was February last year, another couple of weeks and she'd been bumped off the headlines because the world had changed and the world had moved into a, a, a different place that none of us could have imagined. And that might just have eased the pressure a little bit. But... It I must take a lot for her mum to be able to, to even like a year's not a lot of time not in time. grief, really. And no. for her mum to be able to to talk must take an, an awful lot. Yeah, I think it was about under, there was I guess there was a bit of a, an understanding and helping to people to understand about how actions create, you know, what that creates, but also to see the other side of it and to share with other people that you know if you're dealing with something like that don't hide it and actually it's okay to talk about it and I think people were you know she was she was saying and others on the program were saying that this you know whilst people are talking really openly about mental health now there's people if they've been dealing with it a long time or they're in certain jobs that it's just you just don't talk about it so they can't always get the help and the support that they need so it was it, honestly it's totally worth a watch it'll be channel four on demand on catch up and it, it, I guess it just makes you you think you know we were talking last night on our group chat about you know uh, there's papers that you might not be seen reading on the train but you might have a, ch a cheeky look online for example and yeah. and you know for, for certain the clickbait side of things should you don't you know should you just not touch that at all because of their behaviors and what they've said and and I, and I think you know I read something earlier this week about journalists being paid by the number of clicks and engagement that it reached which, which totally changes the way a story is communicated um, and you see all the you know, on time on socials now about, you know, not even just a click here to find out who is, you know, so-and-so was doing so-and-so, find out what and where, you know, and it's, it's, it's all of that. Is really and in that, in that industry, I mean, the pressure, the pressure, no excuse, but the pressure to come up with exclusive stories on deadline and you yeah. think of you think of historic stories with with things the tabloids have done that industry as a whole it's it's the person at the end of it and the person's family who yeah. aren't who aren't famous at all they just happen to be related to somebody famous the people that it actually damages and impacts they're so out of that that decision making and that that process that's going on it is horrendous it's horrible the program that i i watched um is actually very similar um but 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 um and almost um almost the, the same but different because it's about a man so it was it was yeah. called silent emergency um and it was on it was on bbc one so roman kemp who does the breakfast show on capital 
um, and his Martin Kemp's son. They yeah. do Gogglebox together. He's really good. Um, so his producer, who was his best mate, um, committed suicide in August last year. Um, and and this this is different to Caroline Flack because. Roman Kemp said, if you, if you lined up all his friends, yeah. he would have said this person was the least likely, you know, oh, an, okay. an outwardly real happy, happy person. So the, the story of, um, I suppose, of on, on that day in London, uh, this guy's called Joe, on that day in London, there were, there were seven other people um, of similar age who did the yeah. same thing. And it, it was just a, a story about um, then how, they met some other people um, around the UK where uh, other young men had killed themselves. And it was how friend groups coped with that, um, how they started to check in on each other. And this thing, I don't know if you've seen this thing of um, asking if you're okay twice. So it's, it's the most important question. And, and Roman Kemp um, was, it was very, very good on it because it's real, real honest. And um, he takes antidepressants every day and has done since he's 15. And he, there was a bit where he went to tell his mum about when he got to a really um, low place about 18 months ago and what he thought about doing then. And, and you watch the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I've seen from sort of the coverage and things in, and people talking about it. Um, I think because it's so authentic, stuff like that will do so much good because it's, you know, much as I like, um, you know, um, somebody like Kate Middleton and it's great that she supports things. I think actually hearing famous people, but talking about real experiences, um, I I think would I think it will do a lot of good, that program. So I would I would thoroughly recommend it's another it's another quite hard one to watch, but but it is very, very good. I think it's really important and I think it's about that you know there's there's lots of places now where you can get help where you can talk to someone where you can send a text and you know and get that kind of support and that's incredibly important um but the other thing there's a guy um I can't remember his name but he's technically Ron on Twitter yeah. and he came to speak at Boo and Salon North at the festival sort of two years ago um you know again when the world was a really different place but the, the mental health agenda hadn't risen it was it was starting to bubble but wasn't quite where it is now and he was saying amongst his mates there's a, um, a code and it's not just a, do you want to go for a pint? It's the way they ask about, we go for a pint and then they drop everything. And that's when they, you know, when you're at a point, that's their, not a cry for help, but that's their signal or their warning that says, no, we, we've got to get together. I need to talk to somebody. And I think for anybody that's got that circle of friends and also because we're so disjointed, we've all got so used to, particularly now on Zoom, and if you're not seeing people, you don't have that social, it's really easy just to kind of take a few steps back. It's like we were talking earlier on about how how do people re-engage again. You know, it's been quite easy, I think, over this last year, just to disappear a little bit, disappear a little bit more, and people are busy and stressed anyway. So it's, I guess it's about looking out for each other, isn't it, which is the important thing. Yeah, and it's who's who's your person. You know, when you don't speak yeah. to people very often, you don't always want to come across as, you know, sort of... Um, I don't know. You don't want to put it on somebody else or you don't want to say, oh, I've, yeah, I've had a real bad time or whatever. It's, um, it's a whole, whole lot of stuff there. And I think there is a good there is a good local link here, isn't there, to the early bird run crew, which has been which has been so good from a from a sort of contact point of view. And I know yeah. I know from talking to Ben, um, Ben Dave, who's who's been on the podcast before the the contacts kept up, hasn't it, on social media? Again, not the same as the that everybody running together at the cenotaph but everybody's kind of tracking their progress on on social media aren't they 
Exactly. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it for a couple, a couple of reasons. One, that we're opening back up again, but also I was trying to find a, you know, think of a way that we could kind of come out of the discussion we just had with some positives beyond, you know, who you can talk to in the networks and, you know, the helpline numbers. But the early bird run crew, there's one in Harrogate, one in Nursborough, and it's a calm collective. It's campaign against living miserably. Although I guess you'd never really know that. That's kind of one of the things that's tucked away. But the biggest thing is about community and you know, there's lots of different Facebook groups where you throw your hat in the ring and you don't get any engagement. But um, whilst there's been no kind of group runs um, first thing on a morning, everybody's going out separately. You can go out any time of day. People are kind of jeffing it, which is walk running it. People are going for a walk and just a little picture and putting it on the group. And there's lots of love on there, lots of chat. Um, and I think if you're just thinking about getting into something or want to meet some new people, I mean, there comes an age where you don't make new friends anymore. I think, you know, the last <laughs> proper friend you made when I was in, you know, at university or whatever. So it's that, you know, if you want to meet some local people and some great friendships that come out of it. So when it does start to open up again, you know, if you're a bit nervous, it's a really good way to check in on the Facebook group at the moment and get to, new, get to know a few faces and start engaging before you actually meet people at the cenotaph and the amount of people who say I'm just in town for one night can I come along or I'm just about to start running can someone give me a hand and the offers are helper without a doubt and there's no agenda there at all it's just nice people doing nice things but you're doing it out of breath um you know <laughs> when, you're, <laughs> when you're running around um so it's I would look at that you know definitely they're on Instagram but Facebook um is probably the most um engage where you'll talk to people but have a look and if you want any information about that I think you've tweeted about it before and you've got it on your Facebook haven't mm -hmm. you as a a really great thing to do just to get to know your community and get involved and there's a lot to be said for getting out there and having a you know a bit of exercise and a bit of daytime fresh air yeah and, and it's rule of six isn't it from the Monday 29th of March more people can be together outdoors Rule of six, so you can meet a few new people, and then you know, hopefully, it's as we ease into May, you know, we'll be able to run as a group again. But you know, it's I definitely take a look at that, and I would also say, you know, there's lots of information. I'm going to say to you, Nick, you're right to pop this on your when this goes out, just for some of the helpline numbers and that kind of stuff, yeah. just for some of the stuff that we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah, and and Ben, Ben, um, yeah, is always a good is always a good person to um, to talk to about about yeah. everything really. Um, good, stuff. <laughs> good stuff. I know. Uh, the other thing is, the other thing is, it gives you a kick up the ass, doesn't it? If um, you know, if you haven't done any exercise and you're seeing pictures, I think it's probably one of the biggest motivators for me. You know, seeing other people out, I think. Well, what excuse have I got not to go and uh, you know even just have a little sort of twenty minute run? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. There's, the weather's just getting a little bit nicer. The days are getting a bit longer. There's runners out absolutely everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah. I know, think there's more in Harrogate per square meter than the most. And you know, like you know, like on a Saturday afternoon, uh, yeah. you know, like five o'clock on a Saturday when all I'm thinking is uh, Pringles and uh, <laughs> and Merlot. Uh, you know, like I always see loads of people running at that sort of time. I think as well, they kind of congregate. We've got the stray right in the middle right. of the town centre. So I do think there's a lot of people who think there's always a loop of the stray on everyone's Strava some way before they yeah. go out across everywhere. So, you know, why not? It's a beautiful place to run. Yeah. So I, I think you definitely, if you're doing any sort of poot around Harrogate, everyone's headed in that direction. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a run. Just get out there and get some fresh air, talk to somebody, you know, and as we emerge, try and make some of those connections and try and make the world a bit of a nicer place because we all need each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sharon, thank you so much for your time. Have a lovely weekend and uh, look forward to catching up next week. Definitely. Thank you.
The What's Hot Guide with DoorsDirect.co.uk For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit DoorsDirect.co.uk Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Your Harrogate What's Hot Guide. Your weekly guide to all the best events coming to the local area in the coming days, weeks and months. You may have seen on the Your Harrogate website that the popular Yorkshire Balloon Fiesta has been rescheduled for an earlier date and is now set to take place on August bank holiday weekend. The event has been moved due to a clash with a few race meets at York Races and will now be between Friday the 27th and Monday the 30th of August. If you've never heard of it, the Yorkshire Balloon Fiesta is the North's largest hot air balloon festival and attracts balloonists to York from all over the UK for spectacular displays of colourful balloons. The event welcomed 35,000 people in 2019 and is hoping to top 50,000 visitors over four days in August later this year. So it's a very popular event in the local area. Tickets for this one go on sale today. That's Friday the 19th of March at 8.30am. So just head to yorkshireballoonfiesta.co.uk to get yours now. I'll be back with some more hot events next week on the Your Harrogate What's Hot Guide. Or if you have any events that you'd like to shout about, head to our website, that's yourharrogate.co.uk, and submit them there. The What's Hot Guide with doorsdirect.co.uk. For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. Well, big thanks to our special guest today, Sharon Canavar from Harrogate International Festivals. Big thanks to our sponsor, Hacks, and the biggest thanks of all to you for listening. The Your Harrogate podcast returns next week, and of course you can listen to us on the radio, online, on our app, and on your smart speaker all weekend. Have a good one.